Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. everyone it's cj hopefully everyone's having a fantastic day so far it is tuesday july the 19th uh v is currently out on a well-deserved vacation uh but backfilling for this week is crypto cowboy so cowboy thank you for jumping in and filling the void it's, a, it's huge shoes to fill cowboy you realize that right so the pressure's on bro the pressure's on uh, i don't know if i can handle it man <laughs> <laughs> Don't cave now. Oh, hey, hey, real quick reminder, uh, go over to roadnews.com. Again, that's the site to be with all of our content is published on a daily basis, uh, censor free. So you can go there and check it out. And also you can follow us on Twitter, which is at the real rogue news. Uh, with that being said, Cowboy, how are you, sir? And what's on your radar today? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I actually start. Uh, you and I were just talking about this because you, you're a toxic masculine man you go to the gym you take care of yourself and uh i restart all of that manana it was supposed to be today um you know but i didn't have any food prepped like we were just you know talking about a second ago so uh tomorrow that starts my man awesome awesome yeah it's a it's a good time uh to, to do it uh, i'm gonna be starting mine here here uh, at the end of this month going into august uh just just the timeliness of it um been, been hitting the gym uh, get, getting supercharged and ready for it so so yeah man i um hey what's up in the chat room thanks for tuning in uh hobo sermon's in the house what's up hobo he's always here supporting us uh also the nico show is here so welcome uh, nikos uh but uh so jumping into it cowboy uh, looks like you got a share screen ready to go uh what is on your radar uh, this article is actually written by a friend of mine. Um, he runs a, nice. uh, a hedge fund over in China. And um, so I was I actually talked to him yesterday for a while. He's a good guy. Uh, met him in person in LA. Um, so that's, he went to UCLA and just this, this young guy and uh, he's just killing it. And uh, so I was talking to him yesterday and I think we're having another Evergrande non-moment. So, you know, we got this news recently that uh, Chinese are not paying their mortgages and you know all that kind of stuff and I, I did get some details on it it's actually a pretty short thread so we don't have to spend a lot of time on it what's not said in this thread i had to ask him in the background it's like hey is this like uh is there a financial contagion right so let's back up let's talk about what it is the news came out i think yesterday the day before in uh on zero hedge and they're talking about how the chinese are like not paying their mortgages right they're all um uh protesting their, their mortgages. So when I talked to my buddy about it, um, he says, uh, it's, it's a little more niche. It's not necessarily widespread. Um, and so what he did here is actually explain how mortgages work in China. It's a little bit different, um, in a way than how they do here. And he says in China, mortgages are different. Newly built homes were so sought after that the homeowners borrow from the bank and in order to pay the developer in full for uh, property before construction is even completed, right? So developers simultaneously were not able to sell new homes and also were not able to complete construction on previously sold homes. Many buyers also lost money from their own businesses during COVID and boycotted mortgages, seeing that developers were failing to deliver as promised. Um, so the situation is a mess for everyone now, is what he's saying. Homeowners are defaulting on the banks. The banks have no collateral to collect. Developers are defaulting on deliveries of homes, contracting costs, and their own bank loans. 
and developers have no ca uh, capital to finish construction. So this is kind of an example of what happens when your financing becomes a little too prevalent. Um, when everything is financed, the construction, you know, the, the uh, homeowners, prospective homeowners are actually financing the construction of the home. So the developers are not putting up their own money, right? However, um, it, it looks like a mess. And for the group of people that affects, it's absolutely a mess. But according to my buddy, it uh, it's kind of like an Evergrande type thing where, um, you know, everybody was saying chicken little, sky's going to fall, sky's falling. Everybody thought Evergrande was going to be the layman moment for all the economies. It was going to be contagion. Nothing happened. Just like nothing happened. The thing about China is their debt is really self-contained. And what I was told that happened and what eventually did happen um, with Evergrande was that the Chinese basically kind of figured out how to help their own. Um, overseas investors were not given that kind of treatment, but the Chinese were able to help their own and therefore within their own um, system were able to keep going. And one thing we have to understand about the Chinese banking system is it's still nationalized. They never bowed down to the Western banking cartel. Uh, even Russian bowed down. Um, you know, I'm imagining it was at the end of the Soviet Union when they were very weak and they needed help. So it just goes to show you that, you know, we can't always freak out when a news article says this is the next contagion, the next big bomb. Um, you know, I think there are bigger things to worry about. And, you know, CJ, you're always talking about um, kind of like this sort of thing where they just in our part of the world and in, in our economy, they're just kind of throwing money around. They're, they're, they're printing money to infinity. There's a lot of financial chicanery. Um, so I figured I might want to get your opinion on this matter here. Uh, let me see. Find it, find it. Sorry. Yeah. Basically, it's it's the pension, the uh, pension article. I don't know if you saw that on Zero Hedge. I'm about to share the screen though. So, let's see, share screen. And basically, they're bailing out pensions uh, at the taxpayers' expense. Did you uh, did you catch this one, CJ? I did. I did see that, and you know, pretty much to to no surprise. I think it's been happening probably within certain municipalities for, for several years. You remember we covered extensively a while back in regards to how underwater uh, Chicago and the city of Chicago, as it relates to their, <clears throat> their government employees pension funds and, and how severely underfunded they were. I believe the projections were probably about this time period where literally they would need bailed out. Um, I don't think it's any, any surprise in regards to the, the pension crisis that's happening. You know, you have to remember those pensions and those payouts were, were you know, projected based upon certain uh, income, certain percentages being hit in terms of what their the company would do. So now it's time to, you know, as, as the retirees escalate and more people are trying to attempt to, to do that, uh, there's probably going to be several, uh, you know, if, if you work within a certain certain states um, that have, you know, you know, huge pensions, basically to law enforcement officers, I think they're definitely going to be uh, struggling. And they will have to get creative as they find ways to either either to to fund those pensions. Uh, and again, I believe in most corporations, I did not read this article in, in entirely. So if you want to if you want to cover it, uh, but I, there was a shift. I mean, I think the last company I worked for that had a, a pension fund was uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. And I believe at that time they were kind of shifting away from that a little bit, going more towards the, the traditional uh, 401k. Uh, but as you as you plan those out in regards to what those pensions you know look like in the projections, especially for the retirees, if you're if you're banking on whether it's 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 Social Security, uh, your 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 pensions that are, to, are are supposed to be coming in to count on that as far as a, uh, a the cost of living and and living from day to day, it's 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 going to be challenging. And so yeah, I think that there there is a crisis that's happening uh, within the pensions. But go ahead and go ahead and re uh, review this if you would please, cowboy. Oh, sure. No, I, I knew you had a good picture of this. I, I know this is something you paid attention to. Um, you know, I, I, you definitely spent more time in the corporate America management than I did. Um, I was too uncompliant to be looked at for management, even though I was in the insurance business for 20 years. I made more money than a lot of management, but that's another story. Um, so the biggest kind of points here uh, is that the top 25 U.S. public pensions face trillions, trillions with a T in unfunded liabilities. I think our GDP is like 13, 14 trillion a year. There's, there are, there is three 
there are 300 trillion in debt in the world. And that's debt that is measurable, actually. It's probably a bit bigger than that because of uh, derivatives, euro dollar system, but that we can actually measure in the world. And that's like sovereign debt, you know, things like that. Here's the thing about it. It's not that you're not going to get your pension. And this is how Catherine Austin Fitz says it. It's once you get your pension, can you buy anything with it? Is bread going to be $30 a loaf? But you're getting your 2000 or 3000 or whatever from Social Security. Um, you know, it's those kinds of questions are, are part of the deal. Um, now, this was done without like the taxpayer, uh, the taxpayer knowing about it with taxpayer dollars, which is just typically where taxation without representation is really how things are going now. I mean, technically we're represented, but no one cares. Um, so it was the America Rescue Plan Act of 2021. So the $2 trillion economic stimulus uh, package. And here it says that this package proposed by President Joe Biden to speed up the U.S. recovery from COVID-19. A huge bill was passed, little time for debate or even to read and all under the idea that Congress needed to take action. And so the money's coming partially from that. I'm sure that more and more quote unquote emergencies will happen and more and more, you know, of such measures will be taken. It won't surprise me at all. Um, but this is one thing that I wanted to look at here and, and I'll leave the article here. Um, one in three Americans has zero dollars saved for retirement. Now, the way that they do this kind of infographic is, you know, they, they do have it as if it's kind of like young people and then the middle-aged people maybe do have some money, maybe 50,000. Elderly people have like 30,000 or more. Um, now, from a philosophical standpoint, I think that there just shouldn't be Social Security because what that's done is it's given people a false sense of security. And so because they think that something is going to be there when they retire, they see no need to live inside their means. They see no no need to actually save money for retirement because they think that Uncle Sam, big brother, is going to take care of them. Um, that's my philosophical look at it. Um, but as it says here, and, and this is per uh, uh, the blog site. Oh, what is it? I'll, I'll look. I'll grab this uh, reference in a bit. I'll probably put it over in uh, Discord. But it, it literally reads that pensions are, in many ways, the biggest Ponzi scheme of modern man. Many of the plans have overpromised while being hit hard by a decline in unionization, employer withdrawals from the plans, and investment losses, which that's a big one right now. Uh, while a 2014 law allowed some trouble plans to slash the benefits of current retirees, the idea conflicts with protections enshrined in federal pension law. Um, so I had a pension when I, you know, when I was in the, the corporate world. It was a weak pension, pension nonetheless. Um, but what they're doing is they're hollowing out the law. They're ignoring the laws that exist, and they're using technicalities to cut pension benefits and to basically rob pensions. And they're taking huge financial losses. Uh, CalPERS in particular last week, and this is something I'm remembering. It's not in this article, but CalPERS actually sold like $6 billion um, you know, into the market to, to quote unquote have cash ready. Uh, that sounds more like cannibalism to me. It sounds like they needed cash. Uh, you know, I doubt that that entire six billion is going to go back in at the whatever they think the bottom of the market is. So, I, and Calipers is one of the biggest Ponzi's there ever was. Um, so, you know, because pensions are also privatized now, not privatized, uh, they are uh, put into the market. They're uh, variable, right? A lot of them. So, when you have hedge funds basically running your pensions hedge fund traders are not always that smart. I'm a trader. I know this. So when the economy has this large contraction, then your pensions are in trouble. So what do they do is what always happens whenever the state and the state is ultimately run by like the mega wealthy and whenever the mega wealthy get in trouble, they just take the money from the taxpayer. And right now they just have the ability to print the money out of thin air. And now you want to know where the inflation comes from. It's like, asset inflation is coming straight from that. So it's just a big mess. Um, that's, that's certainly sure <laughs> for sure. Um, so, you know, I guess, I don't know, uh, CJ, do you think I'm categorizing that or characterizing that properly? No, absolutely. No, I think you're right on, right on point. I mean, it's just an interesting, uh, dynamic of, of many as we navigate through the current reset that we're undergoing and that's, that's taking place. It's, um, it's 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 crazy, and it, it where where up is down and left and right, and one plus one equals three. Um, it, this it it all makes sense, <laughs> you know. No, it, I, it, it, you know, and again, it's 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 a shame that we have 
you know, reached this point, but we've we've documented it the, the past several years, you know, in, in regards to this uh, this reset that, that was happening. And and I would say that we we are we are there. We're entering it right now as as the policymakers, the central banks uh, try to figure out ways of of attempting to be creative to 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 try to change or alter the course or or steer through this. Um, but but it's 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 not going to work. I mean, you, not only in you know this is a great example of of where they they are in terms of of those the underwater pension plans and and who knows what the four hundred one ks are doing. And then you you, you factor in uh, the inflation uh, uh, figures, the 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 manufacturing uh, cost increase as well. It's just not a good formula to be. And um, and it's interesting because I, I think that we we spoke about that as we navigate through the reset, it's going to be important to to think about uh, sourcing locally and figuring out a way of, of you know potentially you know down the road as far as maybe even even bar bartering some type of systems. Uh, we're going to have to get creative, um, and and with that yield probably some opportunity uh, to do that. I I did ca catch uh, one of Catherine Austin's uh, recent interviews where she. You know, spoke a little bit to that in terms of that that potential, you know, uh, bartering system, and and it will evolve. You know, you know, people will have to be creative on on different types of income streams uh, through this. And and but but I, you know, again, I think we'll we'll, we'll be okay. Um, you know, but what I adamantly want to say is that we cannot let the people who have led led us to this point because of the mismanagement of of of, of policy, the mismanagement of currencies to be in control of the new system that they're they're designing uh cowboy we it, it makes absolutely no sense to flip flip this system to something new and say okay well you guys you guys are in charge of it as well i mean that's just you know that's just pure insanity oh yeah yeah you know i think that okay so will they try to implement their system absolutely they're doing it now we're in the middle of it this is not something that that like you wake up one morning and it's all of a sudden here um, these things take time and they take a lot of miseducation. Um, so, and, and, you know, with regard to like barter your own systems, their system that they're trying to put together, uh, you know, V will tell you that it's not going to work out. And that may be the case. Um, I do think that, yeah, central planning tends to lead to disaster. The question is, is how long does it take and what kind of damage happens during that whole time? So, you know, we got to be ready for whatever that is. In the end, they may not make it through. Um, I just put in the Discord under the upcoming shows tab a video. It's called Mass Psychosis, How an Entire Population Becomes Mentally Ill, uh, A Killing of the Mind. And it's, it's a video that I talk about often on this show. And it does describe three ways to fight tyranny. Um, one of the ways, uh, one I'm not remembering, one is humor. So humor, like the right is better at memeing, they say. Uh, you know, I, I don't like to talk about left and right. I think that's a false paradigm. But, uh, you know, let's just say uh, freedom-minded people are better at memeing. It just seems to be the way. Now, Joseph Stalin would not allow jokes to be told about him. If you told a joke about Stalin, you were put away. So it should tell you how important humor can be to the fighting of tyranny, such that tyranny would be so scared of humor. However, that's not the point. The point is parallel systems is number three, or the third one that I'll mention here. And parallel systems is the barter. It's the develop something on, you know, on your own that you can barter for. It's, it's talk to your local people. It's know your local law enforcement. It's all those kind of things. And I think, uh, CJ, you're definitely a hard proponent of that. And so am I. And that's where I moved to where I moved to. <laughs> and that's why I'm starting to grow food and, you know, do some of the things that I've talked about on the show. So, um, yeah. And, and if you want to see yeah, that video though, I, I recommend it. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I'll definitely will uh, check it out and, and where I get a lot of my information from, and and I haven't been as active in it, and and stayed in you know involved, and in, and that's with the uh, conscious resistant uh, network, and and they have what's called their freedom cells. I think I've mentioned it on the shows uh, a few times, but the freedom cells uh, basically are an opportunity to to connect with uh, like minds within uh, the communities that you live. There are several freedom cells uh, throughout the country. And that's uh, part of Derek Bro's uh, program. I, I, I like Derek. I like a lot of the work that he he does. He he writes uh, phenomenal articles that are published in various different outlets, and he's one of the the lead persons that do that. And they they they've had several uh, conferences where they talk everything about disrupting and surviving uh, through this. Everything from growing food to technology 
Um, so that, yeah, so just, you know, want to give those kudos, uh, give them kudos for their work that they're doing. Um, again, that's Derek Rose and the Conscious Resistant Movement. I may be, may be saying that wrong, but I'm, I'm fairly certain that, that that's accurate. Um, but, you know, part of part of the new system, and I was thinking about this the other day, and I can't, I don't have the article saved, but I think what's slowing them down right now is they don't have the talent to put the new system out, what it's going to be. In, in other words, they were actually seeking um, white papers from blockchain uh, companies on how to help uh, the Fed in their their new system of creating it. And there were a few companies, I, again, I wish I had the article saved, and that's where they are. And what I'm specifically talking about is, is FedCoin, is, is what, what I'm specifically talking about, that you know, they've put policy plans in place. I think that uh, Cowboy, you mentioned that there was an executive order signed as is you know looking at digital currencies and how it's going to work these people don't have the talent the, the government doesn't have the talent to put this together they're actively seeking help from the public because they they don't have the skill set let's put it this way when the government tried to implement uh obamacare and they tried to put a website together to, to, <laughs> to, handle, to handle to handle the people that were enrolled in crash okay so so that's what they're leading to but they, they do have this in place because the the, the fed has all these money moves that are, that are pulling money now, so whether it's whether it's it's, it's um, PayPal or, or Zelle or my gosh, there's so many now, right, that are out there that are the the, the money movers, and that's why the, the Fed is actively looking at creating some type of, of, of a movement exchange. So they have right now uh, several banks that are already in beta test of using this system, and because for the most part, like. Like right now, several banks offer Zelle or, or Venmo uh, to move money and, and, and do some things. But one of the, the, the key things that they have the problem is, is that most banks offer a debit card. And who manages those funds? It's it's either Visa or MasterCard. Those are the primary people that are they're making some serious money on, on handling those, those transactions. Well, they want to find a way to, to move from that and, and change that system. Um, uh, Siege, just so you know, I, I, I don't, there's an audio problem. Uh, I don't know if you're hearing it on your side, but like there was a big, there's, can you hear that, that issue with audio? No, uh, uh, no. Okay. Hey audience. Um, can you guys hear me and just not CJ? Let me take a look here and see if my mic boom is way up. Oh, my mic is way down. No, it's. There we go. Okay. Okay, Hold yeah, on, GovRun. I don't know. Biden sucks stuff. I don't know what that. Okay, yeah, it's whatever it is is on your side of things. So, um, uh, it's it like, yeah, my okay, my webcam is microphone somehow was enabled. Well, yeah, because you left it on after your uh, OnlyFans show, so you gotta <laughs> you gotta turn that back off. I, I know you're in the gym. I know you're working out. You know, I get it. Yeah, gotta make some extra extra cash. So I'm sitting here with my, my, my mute button and everything and here. I don't even have the right mic enabled. So give me one second. Sure. Um, while you're doing that, uh, what I'm going to do is a quick share screen. We'll pivot over to uh, some international. Let's see if I can uh, find the stream yard again. So uh, we'll, we're going to look at, uh, this could be looked at as a win, I think. Um, so cause the, and the, okay. Is it a, a real win? Like a big time win? Okay, maybe it is, maybe it's not. Um, you know, Catherine Austin Fitz does. I like her work. I like it a lot. She does talk about some crazy things, like uh, you know, underground military installations with hyperloops. And okay, maybe it's true. She actually is pretty smart and has followed the money on that. But um, you have a situation in France now. Catherine Austin Fitz talks about the prison system they want to put us in, and there are two key aspects to it. There probably are more, but two key ones. One is the Fed coin we were just talking about. And where they can control your money. If you watch the wrong show or say the wrong thing online, they can shut your money off. They can put expiration dates on your money so it's impossible to save and you have to actually spend it to force economic activity. There, there's a lot of things there. Also, um, the other one is the the uh, Vax Passport. So the issue with the Vax Passport, it, it's a way for them to tell you where you can and can't go, right? In mass. So the French left and right wing populist parties, that's the left and the right, unite to crush Mahon, Mahon, the uh, the hot for hot for old teacher, Macron travel mandate. Hot for the and teacher. Hot for teacher. <laughs> great song, dude. I love that song. Um, wild, dude. Van Halen were wild. So yeah, so the, the left and the right united 
to crush this, right? And that's what's key. Um, so long story short, they crushed the mandate and no vax mandate for now. You know, who knows what they'll do later. But the fact that that people who normally don't like each other left and right, the fact that they united to crush it is big. And uh, there's even here, if I can uh, share this here. Share. See, now I see I can actually. Okay, stop. Can you see it? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I was trying to like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. I'm you know, back. I'm around. bad. Yeah, you sound, you sound pretty uh, <laughs> there we go. bad of the bone, dude. All right, here we go. It's there. Nice. Yeah, this is uh, both, both wings, you know, both wings, far left, far right. Everybody is uh, applauding, which that's great. Um, you know, uncommon as it is. So uh, now I'm having a tech issue. I got to fix my mouse. But uh, so that's key. Um, the other bit in international news while I'm fixing my mouse. Uh, actually, it's not, I'm going to skip that. Um, I think that we'll go back to unless CJ, I don't, don't want to leave you behind on this. I mean, do you how do you feel about that left right? Do you think it's a big win? Do you think it's just not that big a deal? Um, I, 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 I haven't been paying attention to <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was looking I was looking at other things the past uh, couple of couple of days, uh, but uh, I, I was listening to in, in regards to the the left right thing and and especially with the international scope and we touched base on this last week in regards to the 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 dollar and the euro hitting parity, uh, which hasn't happened I believe in twenty years. And Peter Schiff did a great uh, podcast where he talks about the the current two dollars that's happening the domestic dollar and then the international dollar and why the dollar is actually going up a little bit. It's actually kind of acting internationally as a safe haven right now. And that's why we're seeing a stronger dollar, but I, I I'm not going to do it justice. It, it was a great podcast. Uh, I recommend to, to, to go listen to it because it made a lot of sense in what, in regards to, now I don't agree with everything Peter Schiff says, you know, but I think he was on point in regards to looking at the dollar internationally and what's happening with it. But yet it struggles here domestically uh, with higher inflations and, and and we we don't get to see the benefit of that uh, and and primarily why is because we we import so much you know we you know if we were if we were a main exporter of goods and we had the opportunity to to manufacture here at reduced cost we'd see some benefit to it but it just it, it that's you know to me in terms of international that's uh that's pretty key and you know the the other governments around the world I again I just been been kind of just kind of tuning out uh, we had a recent event. Uh, I'll pivot if that's okay to a different uh, oh, segment real quick. Yeah. So sure, we sure. had a recent event here in Indiana that I've been paying a lot of attention to, and this made uh, national uh, news and we almost had a, well, they are deeming, they are calling it a mass shooting event. And this happened in Greenwood, Indiana. Uh, I spent um, several years in, in Greenwood. In fact, it was my first uh, town that I, that I lived in uh, post post college. I, I worked in that area for, for several years and what took place was on Sunday, a, um, a high school uh, kid basically went into the restroom and he was there uh, for over an hour. And then, you know, I have a friend that actually owns one of the shops inside the Greenwood Park Mall. And he came out and started started shooting. Well, thank goodness. And maybe people haven't heard of this story yet. And, and why is because there was a, a, a great civilian by a person who happened to have a firearm that shot and killed. Uh, this this individual. Um, so it was it was it was one of those, you know, one of those things that's not going to get a whole lot of attention. The, uh, the Greenwood Park mayor, the the police department, you know, came out and have, have thanked this person. Uh, there were a few that were again, I think there were a total of four people that were were killed. Definitely would have been a lot more if this uh, Good Samaritan didn't take immediate action. Now, what's interesting about this is that in, in this mall, and I believe it's owned by Simon Malls. They they own a significant amount of malls around the country. Uh, it, it's a it's a it's a gun free zone. In other words, the mall doesn't allow it. Uh, but in this situation, we see where it was very beneficial. Where you know the police hadn't responded, this individual took action and saved several lives. And I, and I think that's just so important of a story to share because we're seeing those stories not only here in Indiana. I mean, this is my freaking backyard. Greenwood's less than thirty minutes away from here. Uh, but also there's an, an, another story of, of a, another uh, a customer who at a convenience store in, in Missouri uh, saw what was happening. There was a robber that had a knife to a clerk's neck and immediately took action and, and fired four shots and, and killed the individual. Um, you know, and, and, and what I'm saying is, is that I think that 
these stories, you know, they'll air on the news. You know how it works, Cowboy. They'll air whenever something happens in several lives, like the situation and the narrative in Illinois, up until the point where it gets where they say, OK, wait a minute here. All the laws literally didn't work. They they fell down. So I'll, I'll, I'll pause for a moment, Cowboy, and give you an opportunity to, to, to you know, chime in on that. I'm not sure if you caught this, but the, the reason I was paying attention to it was one was because, again, I have a friend that has a, a, an actual retail store inside the mall. And second, it's in, you know, backyard and. My wife potentially she she taught in that community for several years, so it's just interesting. Um, I'm glad that I don't think at this point any type of of charges or anything. You know, we had we had the the, the governor that came out, the the mayor of the city, and and thank for this this individual for taking uh, immediate action. And you know, I think that's why it's important as to you know why you know you're, if if it's an individual that's carrying a gun that's that's there, they're probably going to be a lot better first responder to be on the site and handle things and, and, and deal with the matter at hand. So this, in this situation, it saved a lot of lives, cowboy. Oh yeah. Well, it's a gun-free zone, um, which is a common place where these things happen probably because the person who's doing the shooting doesn't want to get shot. Um, what was really interesting about this one, and I've certainly been following it is that uh, this individual had a cell phone that he threw in the toilet at the mall and at home, he had a laptop that he put in the microwave. Aha. Interesting. So, yeah. So what's up with that? I mean, where these, most of these people who go out and, you know, are, are shooting people, you'd think they're these crazy, you know, people on psychoactive drugs. Cause they probably all are. Um, at the same time, this guy, what, what's he hiding? You know, I mean, what, what, you know, these people, they, they write manifestos, they, you know, they, they, they tell everything as bef it's happening before it's happening. Um, you know, but this guy is like frying his computer in, in a microwave. Like, who, who <laughs> I mean, th this is suicide mission. This guy's going to go in and end everything, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's just very odd. He also, you know, that that's, that's the one thing that I wanted to point out from this, uh, this article. Yeah. And, and I think more time, you know, needs to be spent, you know, with these, terrible situations happen right and then and then it's here and gone and we fail to go back and and really to discuss and to have either either uh public information in regards to how these things happen and you know the the situation that again what happened in, in illinois i mean there were so many uh things that were completely missed and and uh, i listened to this this was a, this was a while back uh jimmy door and he covers extensively and and i want to pause for a moment because I think there's questions that still need to be answered in regards to what happened uh, and where was where, why was this such an absolute failure, not only here uh, in Illinois, but in but in Texas as well. We we can't al allow that information just to fall to the wayside and say, OK, it's, it's 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 done. We we move on. We not when they're using these situations to really advocate for uh, for trying to take guns away from from the public. You know, we we need to understand what was involved. We need to understand the, the DNA makeup of this individual, uh, what medications were they taking? But I want to play key. just I just want to play just a, a couple minutes of this real quick because I think it's real key. And I need to add audio back into this because I turned it off. So let me bring this in. Yeah, don't Hit forget screen. to turn off your OnlyFans cam. That's right. Dang it. Dang it. You're right. All right, here we go. You got a CJ shaking it in his banana hammock. But <laughs> so they re so he, he threatens to kill everyone in his family. They call the cops. The cops come and take knives away. Okay, just so you got it. Highland Park Police submitted a clear and present danger report about the visit to the Illinois State Police. So you think this would be on this guy's record. Family members were not willing to file additional complaints, the state police said in a Tuesday news release, which is when this happened, I think it was coincidentally right around when his dad ran for mayor. Okay, now mm. you get it? You're getting it? Okay. Uh... Buy firearms in Illinois, people need a firearm owner's identification or FOID card cremo was under 21 so he was sponsored by his father 
His father had to sponsor him to get those guns. And his father did. Even after they had to call the cops on him twice and take his knives away. Wow. So I guess his dad thought, whoa, he's suicidal. And they had to take all the swords out of our home. But I bet owning a gun will teach him responsibility. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kribo's application was not denied. Why? Because there was insufficient basis to establish a clear and present danger. Wait a minute. I thought the Highland Park submitted a clear and present danger report. Cowboy, your thoughts? Oh, it's, yeah. So that's the tough part of this story, right? The, uh, I don't know how red flag laws are written. I believe it's based on the individual, not the household. So, yeah, the father just is negligent, clearly, in this situation. And in my opinion, uh, should be prosecuted for sponsoring the purchase of these firearms for a son who is already, you know, criminally, yeah, criminally negligent in his actions. Criminally, that's right. Like, like, you know, (laughs) jail time, negligent. Yeah, so... um, in this, okay, so I got a CCW permit. Um, we we don't need one in Idaho, but it's better if you have one. And they're actually, you know, typically here you never hear about shootings. Like, you know, I've been I've been here for a while, so uh, there was a mall shooting in the news. Like, uh, you know, I don't know a year ago. And ever since then, I've, I've been carrying legally. You know, I follow all the rules. I also grew up around firearms, have extensive training. I know safety. I do. There's, you know, I'm, I'm a responsible individual. Um, and so if you're ever going to carry, my recommendation is to get all the training, right? Um, one thing that you don't do unless you're like law enforcement is go be a hero. Uh, there was a guy who broke a few rules and could have gone to jail uh, over Georgia where these people tried to break into his car, he went outside with his firearm and actually got into a midnight shootout in the neighborhood. Lots, you know, in a situation where you want to use your second amendment, right. To defend yourself, understand your laws, understand the rules. Um, the guy in Illinois, it was Illinois or Indiana, Indiana. Um, he, technically will have to pay a small fine because he took a firearm into an area that's a gun-free zone. Legally, I don't think he has a problem. I think it might be a private fine. I don't know the details on that. Um, I think the mall should rescind that fine and give him a reward personally. But, you know, so just know your rules and, and just make sure you stay in red areas. And what's most important is that your local area has a, a, conservative or aka red sheriff that's that's what's going to protect you if you ever have to use your second amendment because ain't happening in california people could break into your house and you could shoot them and you go to jail and that's that's real yeah i mean the i've used this the scenario of what happened in in illinois a few times already because people aren't familiar with the details and and i encourage our listeners that if you participate in whatever social networks and you hear constantly the people saying well you know that's why we need tougher gun laws that's why we need red flag laws we need all these things in place to to ensure uh that these types of things don't happen well okay here's a perfect situation so so if you believe that if you adamantly believe that 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 laws that background checks all those things are going to prevent a situation from happening then explain to me how this happened in illinois what, what, it, how did they prevent that situation from happening? It's just a really good argument point uh, for people that are that are still because I, I see messages. I you know people were uh, were upset that this individual at in the Greenwood Mall took a gun into the mall. There were literally people that were upset, and you, you know you're, you're not going to change those people's minds. But again, getting back to it, when they sit there and they're advocating that, hey, look, that's why we need. You know, Illinois has some of the strictest gun laws on the on the books there. And these mm-hmm. things are happening. And, and, and so what I'm saying is, is that the best offense is a great, def- is a great defense. 
And, and that's why it's very important to what you said, Cowboy, if you do own a firearm to get the proper training to understand how to use it. And from an individual perspective, that's what's going to that's what's going to prevent these things from happening. I tell you what, with these situations happen, if you know, if we put these things and they were in, in the news 24 uh, seven where, you know, there were uh, good Samaritans who who shot and killed these. I'm just going to call them psychos. I don't think there's any other way to, to call someone that wants to go do something like this. They're psychotic. They're crazy. Um, if that happens enough time, you know, maybe a person would think twice about doing something like that. I mean, unless they're suicidal, unless they're, they're planning to go out anyway. But, but I, I know I would, I'm like, Hey, you know what? More than likely that someone's going to be carrying a gun there and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to take me out, you know, but no, they won't, we won't hear that in the news cycle. We won't see that. So, so private ownership is, is so important. And the, the, the training that's there, I, I do the same thing in terms of myself, my, uh, my oldest son, um, currently, you know, going through some uh, training, showing with him because I think they they need to have properly how to use it in that situation. Do do we do we want that to happen? No, ab- absolutely not. Uh, but it's unfortunately it's a variable that we 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 can't control. Like like banning guns is not going to solve this problem. If you think about what we've went through the past two and a half years in tone in terms of the 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 lockdowns, in terms of the uh, the mental health situation that was created for probably hundreds, if not thousands of kids. Right. And then you compound that with more than likely these kids who were depressed or that sat at home for those two years in front of the screen. Maybe, maybe they weren't allowed to go out because their, their, their parents didn't want them to whatever. And then what do they do when they see that their kid may be depressed or whatever? They, they take them to the doctor and what happens there? They, they get prescribed a, a psychotropic, you know, they get prescribed a medication. Well, there, there's no wonder these things would happen. It's just, it's just one of those variables that, you know, un- unfortunately, I, 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 again, I think I think it's going to get worse before it gets better, and that's why it's very important for everyone to. Am I saying that you everyone should just be walking around toting a gun? No, I'm not saying that. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is that we need to have open and honest conversations about the best things that we could be doing. Not not just instantly jumping to we need to ban all guns. We need to do that. That's just. That that doesn't fit the narrative. Where there's a will, there's a way. You know, if you criminalize carrying a handgun, the only criminals are they'll find a way regardless. Look at the situation with in Japan uh, with the former PM that was was assassinated. It was a, a homemade shotgun, right? You know, there's uh, 3D printers that you can print uh, plastic modes um, for, for for guns now. You basically can make a, a gun. You got a screen to share, uh, cowboy. Uh, well, it, yeah, I was. Uh... <laughs> I didn't mean to uh, interrupt you. No, no, no. Go for it. I, I, I saw it pop up. So. Go for it. Sure. Well, I think, and this is something that uh, Mike Rivero, uh, he's taken a big break, but he did some pretty good reporting. I preferred, he does a lot of complaining, um, but he does some good reporting. And one of the things he's always pointed out, it's like, you know, seven, eight years ago, he's saying, how many of these people that do these shootings are on SSRIs? And he would direct people to go to this website called SSRI Stories. Um, so, you know, if you go in here and you go to all stories, you know, let's see if I can find, okay. So there's murder, suicide, spree shootings, stabbings, attacks. So these are your, your, so accused in fatal truck attack. Uh, this is in London, young man on Zoloft retrofits truck for combat drinks, runs down a family out for an evening walk, killing five anti-Muslim sentiment, uh, blamed. Uh, man diagnosed with depression, treated by mental health unit, deteriorates, experienced psychosis, stabs and kills three. Terror, uh, terrorism and street uh, drugs claimed. Um, there's a lot of stabbings because, you know, in other countries, they stab seven people instead of shooting four. Um, stabs five at synagogue. Uh, shoots fellow students and self at school. So this one here, Sangus High School shooting suspect is Boy Scout honor student. And wherever this is, I don't know where that is in, in America. SSRI Ed Note, quiet, kind, athletic, popular teen, loses father, is quote unquote depressed. Two years later, shoots fellow students and self at school. Everybody shocked, no explanation. Um, there's another one here, uh, ABC News in Odessa, probably Texas. I don't know. This is 2019. Man refuses to take his quote unquote mental health medication, goes on shooting spree, killing seven wounding 22 dies in standoff with police. And this goes on and on. I mean, look, look at me scroll here around the world in America elsewhere. So, you know, now I don't, 
understand the best way to solve the problem, but it does seem like SSRIs are a big part of the problem <laughs> and MALIs and the like. So it's just something that I think, and by the way, um, I think I read that 60 or more percent of the mainstream news funding comes from pharmaceutical companies and, and their associated commercials. Um, you know, that might've gone up during COVID, but you know, they're not going to report this if they're getting their money, they're not going to bite the hand that feeds them and report that these people are most likely all on here. And oftentimes um, the talks report will not, you know, they'll just hide everything, but it's been known that a lot of these guys are on these medications. So that's something that I just, I want to hammer home. Um, go take a look at SSRI stories and go look for yourself. So that that's, that's why I popped that screen up and that's no, what I had to say. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, you know, that's good stuff. And um, you know, you can also, you know, just, for, for our listeners, you know, just Google, Google the uh, packaging label for one, you know, Prozac or something like that. And it's, it's, it's crazy to read through uh, some of the warnings uh, that are there, you know, that, you know, suicidal thoughts, you know, you know, all those things that take place. And, and I think we need to uh, evaluate that, um, you know, in terms of, of really looking at, it. and, you know, we've said that for numerous years, but, you know, we just want to, we just want to do something our culture is something more for instant gratification. You know, that's why the, the cancel culture has evolved to where it is, is that we want that instant gratification of something that's being done. We don't want to do the hard work, right? We don't want to do the legwork to determine, you know, how to really effectively change the course of that. So, so we have to change that and we, and we can start to have those by having, you know, you know, discussions about it, open discussions and honest discussions about, about those things, you know, the, the, the diet, the new nutrition, the, the exercise, all those things that are, are part of it versus, you know, again, just go to a doctor. Here's a prescription. Go again. Here's another prescription. I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. And um, it just, it just, it's truly alarming. I, I, I can't understand, you know, where will we be in five, 10 years from now uh, with, especially from the, from the, again, the lockdown years and those, those, uh, those kids, the, the, the kids were probably, you know, deemed depressed, whatever that we're taking to, again, the, you know, I'm not sure what the percentage increase in, in the psychotropic dr drugs are the, I'm sure that's probably, it's, it's probably double, <laughs> you know, that's just a guesstimate. Um, yeah. But it's just, just, it's very un unfortunate uh, cowboy, because again, uh, getting back to it. And I know you're very health conscientious as well as I am um, that, you know, parents don't, they need to understand that from, from their looking out for their best interest of their child is to, you know, do some additional work. Um, maybe Jim, maybe take them to the gym yourself. I, I love it when I go to the gym and I see uh, some of the, the people working on the gym and they bring their kids with them, um, you know, cause certain age they have to have an adult with them. But I, but I love seeing that. I, I, I love it. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a great thing. Build, build as a family in terms of really getting back to more of just health conscientious. Look, I'm not saying that, I've always been this way. I haven't, you know, through my uh, corporate use, I gained a lot of weight and was was probably considered not necessarily obese, but was large, was pleasantly large and uh, had to change course. And, you know, I got to that 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 50 year mark and I'm like, holy cow, I'm like my knees are starting to hurt my, you know, aches and pains that typically weren't there. I got to change some things. And, and, and I'm very happy to say that and honestly assessing where I am in terms of my health right now. Um, Got to work on a few things in terms of alcohol and stuff like that. I got to cut that out. But in terms of health, I would say that probably conditionally, I'm probably in the best condition I've been in in my in my life. Nice. Um, that feels good to say it at 50. Heck yeah. I mean, I wish in my my days of being an athlete that I would have been this um, motivated and um, and and disciplined enough to do uh, what, what I'm doing now. But yeah, and that's neither here nor there. So anyway, I just want to add that that uh, to the conversation. Well, in that vein, I have a personal story. Um, when I was at university, uh, I was having some uh, anxiety issues, right? I did, you know, that's just, I don't know, young 20s, things happen. And uh, I went to the psychologist there. And, uh, you know, psychologists can't prescribe meds. I don't think anyway, it has to be a psychiatrist. But I, in those days, I didn't really know anything. Um, and I asked, I asked her, I said, hey, can you just like give me some meds, you know, to make me feel better? And she brought out an article. It was a one page article that she had photocopied onto one page of, you know, whatever, eight by 11, eight and a half by 11. And she had a stack of them. It appears she had been handing them out because <laughs> she had like a hundred of them. Wow. And I read it and it was called exercise therapy. And the article pointed, and she discussed it, but the article pointed out that like 
only 3% of people who get on meds report after getting off of the meds report any improvement. And oftentimes it's the opposite. They actually get worse. The only thing that, um, or I shouldn't say the only thing, but this article focuses on exercise as a therapy because of the endorphins and what it, you know, uh, what it does for you physically and things like that. So, uh, she, in her prescience, um, was able to keep me from going down what could have been a very, very bad path. Hmm. Um, you know, and I was pretty wild too. So who knows what, you know, if I'd have gotten on that stuff and then gotten back off and, you know, I don't know, shoot, man, I could have hurt somebody or hurt myself. And so, yeah, that's, that's my personal part of that story. Right. Good deal. Good deal. All right, uh, Cowboy, that's it uh, for, for today. Uh, thank you for uh, joining. I enjoyed our, our convo today. Uh, hopefully our My listeners pleasure, did, man. Did, as, did as well. Uh, after the been receiving numerous uh, requests for invites onto the Discord, I believe I'm caught up. I may need to go look. There may be one or two there. Uh, I'll make sure to get those invites sent out. Uh, just a quick programming and scheduling update. Uh, Matthew Arrett, um, I'm not mad at you, Matthew, but you can go be on InfoWars at 2 p.m. today. I, I forgive you, Matthew. So if you're listening, <laughs> Matthew has said, you know what, uh, CJ, that uh, I'm sorry, but I'm going to be I'm going to be on on InfoWars. So, yeah. So 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, Matthew will be live on InfoWars. I believe Cynthia was on there a couple couple weeks ago. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to reschedule. I'm trying to figure out what that's going to be for this week. Um, and then I'll follow up with, uh, regards to Wednesday's show with Gus, but that's it. Uh, Cabo, before we wrap this up, any, any closing thoughts? No, I'm just, you know what? Thanks for having me on. Um, you know, it's just, it's really great to be a part of this group. You know, we have, uh, we just got a great group, uh, you know, Jet, Fellas, Gus, Eric, I mean, uh, Harley, it's, <laughs> I think I've been, uh, listening since about 2017 and, uh, yeah, just happy to be here, man. Thanks yep, for what absolutely. you do. Yeah, absolutely, and and then also, um, I I talked to uh, my business partners with 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 the edibles, and and they know that I'm going to be kicking off uh, this this uh, August health and fitness and challenge and everything, and I'm like, hey, let me let me run this promo. It's it's fine. So uh, right now, a cheap shameless plug, but right now uh, there is a promo for for Rogue. It's an automatic discount, so 25 percent off, and that's the best that we've done in a long time. Uh, so it's rogue promo discount, 25% off all products, uh, free shipping on orders of a hundred bucks or more. Um, so take, take advantage of that. And, um, so hopefully, hopefully that, uh, my partners don't make me eat that on, on my end. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's the best CDBD that I've ever had. So, all right. Well, very good. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, Cowboy, thanks again for being on and, uh, for our listeners tuning in, thank you for being here. And again, we'll see you over in the disc rogue discord. Everyone enjoy the rest of your day. See ya.